Hey, I'm Phil. And I'm Chris. We are two dads who share one simple goal, to be better fathers to our kids. That involves more time together with our families, more books, more movies, more board games, and most importantly, more meals together. And if we're going to spend more meals together, we need to be better cooks. So this is us trying to figure that out. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Hey, Phil. Hey, Chris. How are you doing? I'm okay. I think anybody who has ever listened to this show knows that the last couple of episodes have had some issues with my audio. So I've been fixing it. I've been working on it. Because what is the theme of Dad's Kitchen? It's, it's to work on yourself. It's to try to be better. And I don't know if you can tell, but I'm in what I like to call a cosmic tesseract of a sound booth. You probably need a picture of that up so that other people can see it. This is pretty rad. Okay, let's try to do a selfie. It's really bright. Let's see. Oh yeah, this is way better. This is the best photo ever. Here we go. That look on your face. You hate me for that. (laughs) I think we finally got this thing figured out. But I would really like to know from the listeners, how's my audio? How's Phil's audio? Is it even remotely close to Chris's audio? Or are we going backwards? We need to know these things. We need to know these things. Yeah, we just try every episode to make it better. Eventually, it'll be okay. Eventually, we'll kind of seem like we know what yeah, we're doing. I think so. Years, years from Cut now. Cut me saying I think so. I've said that so many times. I've noticed. Uh, yeah. Do you have you a little know. tick that you say a lot? Do you think? Like you know, you know. We both say you know and like no. a lot. Okay, we can get better at that. Mm-hmm. We can do better than that. Yes, we can. You saw Interstellar, yeah? Uh yes. It has been a very long time, but yeah. Did you like it? I do remember enjoying it. Okay. How do you feel about it? But again, it's been it's been long enough that I don't really remember. But yeah, I, I, I remember thinking it was it was good. I don't think it was life changing, but it was I good. I think my recollection of the movie is probably a little stronger than yours because you just watched it last night. No, it's it's been a while, but I I love the movie. I absolutely love that movie. And you might recall he's yeah. he's in a cosmic tesseract towards the end, and he can't get out of. And that's kind of how I feel right now in my new sound booth. Because it's cubular. Yeah, it's like another dimension. It's almost like I can I can see the future a little bit. And it's bright, Chris. I like what I'm seeing here. I think that's your new lamp, actually. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really warm. Maybe you can call the new lamp the future. Fire. Ooh, that thing's hot to the touch. What, what kind of lamp is it? It's just a little clip lamp that I found on Amazon. It was like $9. It is a little bright in my yes. eyes. I thought about putting it behind me so that it wouldn't blind me, but then I was afraid it'd cast some shadows. You wouldn't be able to see this mug. Unless you had some like white foam core in front of you. You could bounce the light into that. Do you just want to come over and show me? Okay. Sure, sure. While you're figuring that out, do you want to maybe make some pain Purdue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it sounds good. I very much enjoy that type of breakfast. I'll breakfast in general. And if it's if it's a breakfast food, I'm in. Well, and it's not just a breakfast food. It's a Christmas food. It doesn't maybe necessarily have to be, but pain Purdue is kind of a fancy word for French toast. And there's like maybe some minor differences, but by and large, it's French toast. Why is it a Christmas food? Because it uses nutmeg, at least the recipe that I use uses nutmeg. And nutmeg, am I right? Nutmeg is so good. So Christmassy. Is, is it? Kind of like a Christmas food in the way that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Nagatomi Plaza. What is it? Nagatomi like, Plaza. Tangentially related. Yeah. It's a Christmas food because it's, I don't know, I got nothing. Flavors. Nutmeg is a holiday festive flavor, I think. And I don't know if I'm quite prepared 
to ground my own nutmeg quite yet. I want to get there, but no, I just bought some ground nutmeg from the store and I'm going to use it on this delicious pain Purdue. Nice. I am looking forward to seeing how you go about that process. Okay. Well. Because it's, it's something simple, but I think we all probably have our own uh, variations and, and takes on it. You know, and one of the things with the show is that there's a lot of things I don't feel super comfortable with yet, but there might be a handful of things that I'm pretty confident I know exactly what I'm doing. And not to brag or anything, but this is a pretty good rendition of French toast. So I think I know what I'm doing. We'll see. You let me know. Let's see. What should we do first? The cool thing about this recipe is that it's so flipping easy. And yeah, the way this particular pain Purdue is made, it seems super gourmet and it's not. Did you did you grow up with a lot of French toast as a kid? We did. Yeah. Both my mom and my grandmother had their own versions. Definitely some some difference in, in the two, but it was it was a favorite of mine growing up. So Phil, what would you say that the distinction between, you know, just your average run of the mill French toast and pain Purdue actually is? Other than a super fancy sounding vernacular? Which might be and enough in and of itself, honestly. I think so. Probably. Probably not, though. There's got to be something more to it. Now, I think if I'm not mistaken, French toast, you know, you can really just use any type of bread. If you have pumpernickel or rye or some sort of unleavened, doesn't matter. Throw it in there. Slap some egg sauce on top. What about a scone? A scone? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> it's got flour in there. It's, it's some bread. Some sort of yeast, maybe. Of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm take, curious take now, some bread, actually. Dip it in an egg mixture and throw it on the grill. French toast. But Pain Purdue, on the other hand, I think probably is a little more specific on what type of bread. Perhaps a French baguette, maybe some sort of brioche, or in my case, I'm using an egg challa, which is so good. It's like a little bit sweet. I also just love how beautiful it is, like the yeah. way it braids together. You know, the first time I ever had Pain Purdue, to my knowledge, was in New Orleans during a jazz festival. Ashley and I went out to this little breakfast place. I think it was called the Stanley. And we ordered Pain Purdue, not fully understanding what it was. And this is breakfast. It comes basically French toast on a French baguette with a huge scoop of vanilla bean ice cream on top. It was so tasty. And thus begat my love affair with Pain Purdue the proper way. So found this really good recipe. It's honestly, Chris, not, not that fancy of a recipe. It's from Food Network. And <laughs> um, they just they, they nail it. So I've been making it this way ever since. It's, it's pretty simple, but there is kind of like this hidden ingredient in a good pain Purdue. And it's nutmeg. So I don't know about you if, if your French toast or if your pain Purdue is just like really heavy on the cinnamon or maybe... Maybe it had vanilla in there. Or quite possibly, Chris, it could have just been really eggy. Have you ever had a French toast that's just like super, super eggy? Almost like scrambled eggs on top of your toast? Yeah, yeah, I have. I have. That's not my favorite. I think I like mine a little bit more creamy on the, 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 the custard side of things. But I definitely grew up more in the vanilla with like a dusting of cinnamon camp. I don't know if I've actually had go. nutmeg on it. Okay, well, you're in for a treat. 
So basically just uh, a little bit of cinnamon, not too much, a little bit of nutmeg, and then about a tablespoon or two of sugar and mix that all up. That's our dry mixture. And then for our egg custard, if you will, we have like three or four eggs. And then those are beat together really, really rigorously. Almost like, okay, Chris, we've used the word emulsify probably half a dozen times so far on the show. What do you, what do you think that means? I mean, I'm genuinely curious to what you think emulsification is. When I think of emulsification, I think of uh, the coming together of kind of like a heterogeneous mixture into a homogeneous mixture. Okay, I like that. Technically. Well, and like when you beat your eggs together and then you you dip your, your toast or your bread to make the French toast into the eggs. Yeah. What I've noticed is that if you don't beat the eggs enough then you get kind of like this membrane division of yolk and whites together on the bread. And then that's when you get like almost like a, an eggy finish. Yeah. And that's not what we want. We don't want an eggy finish. So you just have to beat the eggs a lot. And honestly, you'll just notice a huge difference. Like you want it to be kind of like that custard. So we yeah. beat the eggs a bunch, basically to the point where there's uh, maybe some bubbles in, in the eggs. Like when you, when you start to get a little bit of a foam. So that's what I've done. And then right now I'm just pouring in about a quarter cup of milk. Mix that together. Pretty simple. And that's our wet mixture. Nice. So there you go. You've got a dry mixture, a wet mixture, and then I use this uh, Pyrex pie dish and I just blend the two. Seems pretty simple. Straightforward. That's it. Drop or two of vanilla. And then Chris, I'm using probably my favorite piece of cookware in the kitchen, which is a cast iron skillet. I was going to say, it looks like you got some cast iron there, Phil. Yeah. Super simple. Melting some butter in the pan. I've got my skillet heated up. Butter's melted and I've thrown a couple slices of the egg chala in there. And that is it, man. Let that brown up a good bit. Just kind of like very briefly dipped in the egg mixture. So it's, yeah. it's not a soupy bread. We don't want that. No, that would not be palatable. So what's your ideal texture of French toast or pain perdu? Yeah, so I like a little bit of a crisp on the outside and then just like super soft and delicate on the inside. Fluffy, but not soft maybe? because it's soggy. We don't want that. Fluffy. Yeah, fluffy. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good word. The fluffy French toast. Yeah. I think fluffy. I want to go make some French toast now. Finish it off with some ice cream. So good. Oh, we actually do have ice cream. We've got, uh, it's the super airy one. I've never heard ice cream described that way. It's, it's fluffy ice cream, Phil. Fluffy ice cream. I cannot remember <laughs> the name of it. Tillamook. Tillamook. Oh, yeah. Tillamook's good. I like their cheeses. It's fluffy. If you haven't had their, their vanilla ice cream, it's especially once you let it sit out and uh, soften a bit. It's definitely fluffy. It would work well with fluffy French toast. That sounds wonderful. Fluffy breakfast. That sounds really, really good. Get a fluffy omelet with your fluffy French toast and fluffy ice cream. How do you feel about ice cream on omelets? This is at least the second episode that we've talked about ice cream with breakfast. I mean, I can't imagine a world ever putting ice cream on an omelet. <laughs> but I'm sure after trying it for the first time, I can't imagine a world not having ice, ice cream. cream on an omelet. Ice cream quiche. Well, and we've already talked about how you don't have to have breakfast foods for breakfast. Ooh, red beans and so rice and ice cream. you just have a bunch of ice cream. There you go. Next time on In the Kitchen. <laughs> oh man, this is looking so good. One quick flip 
in the skillet. So Phil, why do you pick things that aren't loud? I feel like every every time I'm making something, it's just so freaking loud. I just heard like a tiny bit of a sizzle there, know. and that was it. I think I just pick things that I like. Sorry, I like loud. I think my things. voice is loud enough maybe, that I don't maybe. I don't need anything else loud in that's, my life. That's probably it. I tend to tend to have a little bit of an obtuse personality, unlike that acute little wry grin that you have going on over there. Oh, I was waiting for that. Ugh. <laughs> I feel like our podcast could use a touch more dad joke infusion. I mean, Scrambled Excellence is still one of our uh, better performing episodes. Well, sometimes like I, I have these great ideas for puns just in daily life. And then as soon as I turn on the mic, my mind just turns to scrambled eggs. I think you need a pun journal. Ooh, the, journal a idea. the journal of dad like a leather jokes. bound pun journal. Yeah. Sounds like a fantastic idea to me. That sounds like a merchandising idea for Dad's Kitchen. Yeah, why don't we have a shop yet? Speaking of merchandising, I've got some ideas. I think we need some aprons, and it can make a great Father's Day gift. I would say Christmas, but that's like basically in a week or two. Or like a side towel, like like a Dad's Kitchen side towel. Such a good idea. I very much enjoy having a side towel with me when I'm cooking. So that's just why I said that, because I would love that. I burned my French toast. Got talking about merchandise. Sorry, I, I distracted you. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I usually cook things low and slow, and that might have something to do with the lack of sizzle. Yeah. But even so, I still burned my French toast because I was talking about merchandising. Nevertheless, I don't know if you can see this. That's like. Oh, that's, that's, that's not that burnt. That looks fantastic. It's burnt on that side. Uh, I'd eat it. Okay. Maybe just Here because I haven't had dinner yet, so. And the verdict. Mm. The nutmeg <laughs> makes all the difference, really apparently. <laughs> That's pretty good. Nice. Just a hint of cinnamon. You don't need a whole lot. I know what I'm doing Saturday morning now. Blowing your family's mind? Probably, yeah. That's definitely on the agenda. Writing it in. Good. Cool. Okay, well. Good stuff. Pain Purdue, French toast. Toast. The toasty toast. Fluffy, fluffy, fluffy toast. With and fluffy ice cream. One more thing to add, this egg mixture slash custard can keep in the refrigerator for a day or two. So I'm actually going to save this mixture for tomorrow morning and I'm going to blow their mind with some delicious pain Purdue and they won't even see it coming. Nice. Well, uh, thanks for making me hungry, Phil. All right. You bet, Chris. Okay, Chris, I looked up the definition for emulsification on Urban Dictionary. (laughs) Do, do can we can, can we go into that <laughs> yeah okay. no it's fine it's it's good it's good it's entertaining if anything but it's clean okay so emulsion is the collective noun for a group of pharmacists a minimum of three or four pharmacists must be present to qualify so what's emulsification i'm not really sure what that means but i like their example okay at least i think i like their example here we go I approached a group of young professionals wearing white coats huddled beside a free blood pressure screening sign and asked, Hey, are y'all doctors? A handsome young man with a hosif embroidered on his left breast replied, No, we are an emulsion of pharmacists, not harmacists. So there you go. I don't really know what that means, but okay. dictionary. Little little digging doctors, I guess. So that's obviously what we're talking about when we when we talk about, you know, the the, the blending of ingredients. Yeah. In a recipe. It's it's pharmacology yeah. one. Yep. 
Uh, so how did your French test turn out, Phil? Well, it was pretty good. One thing I might encourage our listeners to do, and in so doing, encourage myself to do, is make like one or two slices of the French toast or the pain Purdue, and then taste it. Like, don't make the whole batch. Just just make one or two and then see how it goes. Because in my case, I, I noticed that I needed to add a little more vanilla. And, you know, it's okay to pace yourself. It's okay to trust your palate, whether you like it or you don't like it. Maybe bring your family in. Hey, what do you what do you think this needs, if anything? And then go from there. So be adventurous. You know, if you if you think your pain Purdue needs a little bit of pepper, uh, you might be crazy, but go with it. Why not? I'm going to let you try that one out. But I think there's something really great there. And we've talked about this before. Taste as you go. I know I'm not always yeah. the best at that. And so it's definitely great to have that reminder. That's something that I should be doing more of. And I try. I try, Phil. Trying to get better. But I am looking forward to trying the nutmeg in uh, some French toast, though. It sounds pretty good. Life-changing. Yeah, it's the hidden ingredient. So I think I might have to audition that this weekend. It might actually just turn into like a Saturday of cooking. We've got some uh, beef short ribs. And I saw a really good recipe for like a wine-braised beef short rib. So I think we're going to do that and some polenta. Oh, my. Maybe we'll just give this take on uh, the Pain Purdue a go in the morning. And maybe try it out for, for Christmas morning. See if it uh, can be added to the, the Christmas morning rotation of breakfast foods. What's involved in that? Like what's in your rotation? What's in your arsenal of Christmas morning foods? Well, that is exactly where I was thinking that we could go with this. But Christmas morning now is different than growing up. I think we didn't necessarily have anything over the top growing up. It was like French toast or waffles, maybe pancakes, bacon and some fruit. I think Molly and I were still trying to figure out what our thing is. Although on on our honeymoon, we still at this place called Ellenborough Park and they had just the most amazing like English breakfast and we've kind of pulled some elements of that and so it's, it's evolving a little bit but it it often involves actually oatmeal like steel cut oats uh, stewed fruits bacon I saw a really great tweet the other day by Conan yeah you know good old Conan O'Brien he said you know who has a really great publicist steel cut oats I got a <laughs> kick out of it. Well, just because steel cutouts, like everybody talks about them, they're on the menu, they're supposed to be really fancy. I mean, it's just another kind of. Oatmeal. I enjoy them, Phil. <laughs> I, I enjoy the. They're not bad. They're texture. not bad. Yeah, I go through phases. They're like yeah. little BBs. It's, it's an interesting in texture. Mouth. Honestly, I think for me, like Christmas morning breakfast is almost more about the smell than anything. The smell of stewed fruit and bacon and especially a fire. If you have a fireplace, there's just something super cozy and warm about it that I love. And so that that's part of the tradition, I guess, we're developing still. I don't know. I really like and kind of gravitate towards. Yeah, partly because it does it does remind me of our honeymoon a little bit. And there are great feelings associated with some of those smells. So what about what about you guys? Have you kind of landed on a tradition of your own or is it kind of different every year? Yeah, so... Going back a little bit to when we talked about our Thanksgiving traditions, you know, for me, I just had a lot of different looking Christmas mornings. Families divorced when I was little, so I would kind of go back and forth. My dad did things one way, my mom did things another. So for me, like the most memorable Christmases have been just with my wife. 
and because we've created our own traditions. And I think that's what I love so much about like when you when you find your soulmate, we'll call it, you know, your when you find your partner or whatever, uh, the one you love, the the people you want to spend the rest of your life with, you you can kind of like rewrite your own story and it's your narrative, you know? It's your blank slate. And so one of the things that we've done, which neither of us did growing up, was we'll we'll make cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. And usually Ashley tries a new recipe every year. It's just like one that she's found recently that looks cool. And so it's like, you know, they're not the same cinnamon rolls. And I, I think I look forward to that. Like, what are they going to be like this year? You know, are they going to be more doughy? Are they going to be, you know, more pillowy or are they going to ice cream uh, on them? Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> that's what we're, okay. We're going to do that this year. Oh, I'm in, in like Flynn. That's going to be so good. But, uh, yeah, like that's, that's our thing. Uh, cinnamon rolls on Christmas morning. And then, uh, one thing that we've brought in with it recently is we'll make bellinis. Cinnamon rolls and bellinis sound great. Cinnamon rolls, bellinis, and I just had this really great show idea. We actually talked about this probably a year ago. We should do a show on cocktails. Christmas morning cocktails? This is dad's kitchen. It's not little kid's kitchen. <sighs> I'm in. Like we yeah. can have some adult beverages on the show. I would very much enjoy that. Well, Phil, thank you for sharing your uh, secret ingredient there. I definitely am looking forward to trying that one out because it's been a while since I've had uh, a good French toast or Payne Purdue. We've been a little more into waffles lately. Think of it as nutmeg with French toast because it's really all about the nutmeg. Like, hey, do you, what do you want to have? Do you just want to make some nutmeg? Like, you want to make some nutmeg this morning? Yeah, let's make some nutmeg. Yes. <laughs> Should do it with. How about some French toast? That's good stuff. I love it. All right, dude. Well, good talk. See you, Chris. Thanks. Bye. See ya.